Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. Right. And that's what it is, is how do you do something this much bigger? I forget the exact quote from Brian Tracy, but like, uh, the first horse, you know, if you're in a horse race, has all the recognition. You could win by this much, a, a nose, and who knows that second place horse. That's the same thing with products. All you need to do is something a little bit different than your competitor. Norm Farrar, welcome to the Fearless Sellers podcast. I am so thrilled to have the Amazon Beard Guy in studio in Austin, Texas, right here, right now. Not only are you famous for your beard, you are a marketing genius and a serial entrepreneur, and you don't seem to be slowing down. No, no, I'm starting to feel it, but uh, no, still trying to, you know, come up with something new every once in a while. Every once in a while. Something I have known about you, and it's not every once in a while, it's very consistent, is that you always seem to be around the right people. Oh, yeah. That is the secret to success. Marketing, and marketing is your network. So uh, I've heard it way back when I was a kid. You know, it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and it's so true. And so it started when you were a kid that you hung with the right crowd or maybe the wrong crowd? I started maybe on the other side of the fence, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you know. But um, it did take me uh, probably, I dropped out of school, and then I got sick. And so I was sick for about three months to about a year. And then when I decided to go back to school... I kind of put it all together and started hanging around with the right people. And I was lucky. My father was an entrepreneur, a, v a huge entrepreneur. And uh, one of the things I got to be involved with was being involved with government contracts. Oh, so wow. started there, being able to talk to people that were really outside of my realm. And then learning, because it was factory work too, how to talk to people that were working the setups and the machines and then right up to the uh, government agents. So that's how it started. Okay, and I've known you for you know over a year now, a couple of years maybe. We've seen each other at events. I love seeing you on stage. I absolutely love your presence. I love how you've branded yourself with the beard. That's phenomenal. And you attract all sorts of people. So then you have to weed out like who is the right people and so you do that. Well, what do you do with these right people? Well, you see, and that's the beauty of being the boss's son. Because there's so many people that try to get to you to get to your dad, right? So you, right. you do get that sort of sense. But the right people, the, you just get a gut feel. And these are people that truly work off of each other. They're not trying to dig into something that you're doing. It's, it's a long-term relationship. And usually, I don't know about you, but I've seen you. This is actually what I really like about you, too, is sitting down, breaking bread, and getting to know you. And that's when you can make the decision, oh, I want to you know, get this, to know this person further or not. There's always, there's, I always give people the benefit of the doubt until they break the trust. Yes, that is, that's good. And there's warning signs. So yeah. I, especially during my Amazon journey, actually, I have partnered or uh, ventured down paths with the wrong people. And it was early on. 
in my um, selling career, we'll call it. But it was a hard lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. And I did have the gut feeling at the beginning, but I put it on myself. I wasn't really listening to my gut. And I thought, well, is this what's best for the business? I'm doubting this. Is it me? And I still wanted to trust them. And one thing, hard lesson I learned from my quick journey from zero to a million, things are really easy with partnerships, especially if you're sharing money, when there's no money, right? Like, there's nothing to fight over. Uh, you, you nailed it. So working and getting a startup going and having that relationship, stress, well, you'll see fear and greed will ruin any business. Yes, and money doesn't change people, but money unmasks them. It, it, and depending on how fast that money comes in is how fast <laughs> it unmasks the person. It, that's true, yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. And I kind of saw the money coming in and I saw the shift and the change. And instead of, I mean, the, the different sides of the fences we were on was I wanted to put more money back into the business. I wanted to change the way we were manufacturing. And the other person may have wanted to put the money in their pocket. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, you know, that brings me to a point because sometimes you, the person that you're looking at that might not be the right fit, they still might be a good fit as a friend. But because you don't have, you never laid out the proper expectations. Correct. Managing expectations is the key to successful partnerships. Like right up, get the honeymoon period has to get over. What if we have a disagreement? How are we going to move forward? You know, bring out the shotgun clause. What are we going to do? And that has to be discussed all up front. Yes. And that is the basis of all relationships, right? Like setting the proper expectations and also boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it's a partnerships are awesome. I've had some really great partnerships. I've had some that went wrong. Probably it was mutual because we didn't set the expectations. But the beauty of it is every time you go forward with a new partnership, just because you have a bad one doesn't mean you shouldn't do it again. You know, but when you when that happens, there are some great partners. There's super back when the internet started, and I'm talking not well, not 1994, whatever Al Gore invented it, but <laughs> right when it like actually came like mainstream <laughs> but it came mainstream uh, one of the things that was so important was strategic partnerships hmm. and i take a look at that with every business that i'm involved with is that you might not be a direct partner but a strategic partner is uh, is very helpful yes and that's great advice i focus more on that obviously i I partnered again with Jamie and Jamie I feel like I hit the business partner jackpot with him but going forward it is strategic partnerships with people that we trust mm -hmm. and we like yeah yeah you gotta like the person if you that's that's another point if you're doing it because you think oh this person's got money I, I've done this with uh, VCs ah. and I thought it caught me the first the first time I didn't learn but um, you know, I thought, oh, you know, this is a great guy. Well, the company that I, the VC company, I learned very quickly in my 20s that they weren't just nice people. They wanted to make money. And, you know, as soon as we were trying to do other things, 
they clamped down and it was not a very good experience. So for me, I try to keep away. I try to find funding. I don't like using my own cash. I do and I have, but it's not the smartest thing to do. I don't like going to family and friends because that's not a good thing to do just in case it goes wrong. But, you know, when I do try to raise funds, I try not to, not to go to VCs. I haven't done a VC deal in quite a long time. Yeah, they're scary. They're they're the sharks. It can be, yeah. Yes, my um, my family has experienced. My brother is a turnaround venture capitalist, so I've seen him, and I don't want to go up against my brother. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, they have a purpose. They do. So when we're talking about the right people, mm-hmm. perception is big, right? And so we have to weed through and see what's really going on, especially in the Amazon space. And you've, I've just admire how well you, you partner and you have boundaries. And now let's switch over into actually selling on Amazon for the listeners. Okay. And I'm, I'm transitioning here because we're talking about perception with people. And now we're going to talk about perception with products, ah. which... Um, I've heard you talk about, and I love that we're entering the second half of 2023, and we can now talk about this also with AI. So let's open it up just to tell me about just perception of products and what that is. Okay. So if you take a look, if you do any searches for any product, I'm going to use Dead Sea Mud. I'm I'm very familiar with these tiers. Most people just open up the search page and they go they they try to become the they want to, they want sales volume so what do they do they drop their price it's not the right way to do it to, before you even enter into the marketplace i look at three tiers first tier is usually the product cannibalization tier that's when dead sea mud you can get an eight ounce jar of dead sea mud from the dead sea at around seven dollars to 14 15 dollars that's the first level Okay. Nobody's making money. No. They're selling a lot, but nobody's making money. The next level, there might be some um, pricing points between, but the second level is twenty-four to forty-four dollars. I know this, and that you'll start to see better quality listings, more time spent on the images, and it just looks like it's a better overall quality. Okay. The next level. Is 70-ish, I think it's 74 up to 95 bucks. That's my level. I like that level. See? And now, why? If you have a good product and you package it properly, the top brand at $95 is 3.5 ounces of Dead Sea Mud. It's coming from the Dead Sea. Now, it's a very well-known brand, but even if you take that one off the, the list, these brands, I... I once you see, once you visualize these three tiers, all you have to do is figure out where your product's coming out. But there is a catch. If you have a really great product and you're coming out on the bottom tier, you're done. It's the race to the bottom. It's on the price. race to the bottom. You're not going to be, unless you're properly capitalized, you're done. The mid tier is the safe place. This is where oh, most people, okay, okay they, they, they usually launch there and they usually stay there because they don't know any better. The smart money is if you have a good product, is that you come down to the lowest price or the highest price on the second tier. 
And it's just psychological. People will see this. Oh, this is at that $44 range. So you bring it down at launch and then you bring it back up. That's to get your sales velocity. But when you're, if you have a bad product and you launch a top tier or a second tier, you're just lining up one stars. Yep. Because people who are paying over whatever the $40 mark, they are expecting a really good product that is pretty and arrives very nice. Yeah. And it's, it's one of these things for, it's easy to go and check out different packaging companies, bottling companies, little things like that. Putting a transparent seal on costs half a penny for security. Even the psychological side, when you're, uh, one of the things that I take a look at is safety. So if you do have the shrink wrap or yeah. you have the sealer across the top, uh, these are things that people like. And convenience. I Like I talk about these shampoo and conditioners. Obviously, I don't need it for my hair. I need it for my beard. Right. But it's the same concept. I, beard, uh, uh, shampoo, and conditioner. I'm an old guy. I do not have my glasses on in the, the you know in the shower yeah, you want the writing bigger you want the writing bigger and it's so easy to do two caps I, I, this is a, a brand that we, we help launch but it, a light green and a dark green and what it is you know but super simple that is great yeah changing the colors simple yeah that's smart so then you know i should use the green unless then you mis mix it up then you got other problems <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're listening to the Fearless Sellers, the women of Amazon podcast. If you like what you're hearing, click the subscribe button. We have new content coming out all the time and you don't want to miss out. And you sell in the beauty category. I do. Yeah. And you have partners? Yeah, I do have partners. I do have my own brands. But um, yeah, I do have partners. I love partnering with, uh, with, with brands. And um, I also help brands launch. So, yeah. Yes, you do a lot. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, we'd probably need a full podcast to go over all the companies that you run. But I'm guessing you saw problems that you were running into and you found the solution and you thought, hey, I'm going to innovate yeah. to solve other people's problems. Right. And that's what it is, is how do you do something this much bigger? I forget the exact quote from Brian Tracy, but... Like uh, the first horse, you know, if you're in a horse race, has all the recognition. You could win by this much, a, a nose, and who knows that second place horse. That's the same thing with products. All you need to do is something a little bit different than your competitor. And you're recognizing some people, they just don't look outside of they don't look outside of their niche. And I'll give you a really great example. Yes. I'm doing this stupid challenge that my son set me up on. Is this for, your social media challenge? Yeah, this product influencer challenge, which is crazy. But one of the things I've been able to find is that most influencers, 99.9%, aren't doing what influencers do. But there's a business component that they're not doing. And when you take a look at it and you run those systems and you run those SOPs and you run the automation, there's all sorts of ways where you can really make some good money as an influencer that is typically overlooked. And while you're figuring out how to innovate the uh, 
influencer world, are you also realizing that influencers probably get a bad rap because it is more of a full-time job than just something you do on the side? You, <laughs> I thought, I thought, oh, this will be a couple of hours. I'm putting more time into being this bloody influencer. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, next time, like the kids do this to me every year. They give me a challenge. Oh, that's fun. And this was it. So where are you at? So, okay. The challenge was something like, like a hundred thousand followers by December. Yeah. And where are you at? Not even close. And this is on Instagram? Uh, no, it's, it's, we're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're on TikTok and on Amazon Live, but we've we've what we the beginning we thought okay we're gonna get that on TikTok okay okay and then we said we're not getting picked up for some reason we're not getting picked up so we went and we hired a consultant for TikTok okay. and we talked to TikTok directly nice and anyways um, they gave us some good pointers but why not focus where the money is. And the money was not on Amazon Live, it's on Shoppables. And the thing is, people, sellers, don't know what the Shoppable video is. And You're talking about like on the product detail page? Yeah. Okay, got So it. these, are, it usually says... Um, similar videos similar or similar videos, products? Similar videos, but not, not on the product detail page. So it's not the related videos when you scroll down. Oh, okay. They'll show there. But if the, and this is another huge reason why all brands, 100% of brands, need to put a video, at least a video, slideshow, something on their seventh position. Because if they don't, influencers won't be able to show up. So we've had people send us product. Oh. We've done all these shoppable videos, and they're not showing up. They go into the related, but they don't go on their product listing. So right now, just to give you an exp uh, 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 just an example, I did some espresso coffee. Okay. Okay. I'm not a connoisseur. I just wanted to get some cheap uh, espresso Nespresso coffee maker so I can show this espresso coffee that I was highlighting, spotlighting. We did a a video. They had a video on their uh, on their listing. It went on there. So we did a couple of them. We sold 70 coffee makers in about three weeks. That's not bad. Yeah, that's good. It would never have happened if it wasn't on, if he never had the video on. And, okay, so that's user-generated content for yes. him. And you upload it for nope. them. Okay. No, we Explain. upload it to, and this is where it gets difficult. And this is the other thing. Amazon didn't make this easy. So you have to sign up for the affiliate. Then I am. I'm, or I'm in the Amazon Associates program. Okay. So, yeah, uh, the Associates program. That's okay. right. And then uh, you have to sign up as an influencer. Within influencer in their creator hub, then you have to upload three videos and they have to be accepted. Now, if you strike out three times, you're gone for life. Oh, no. Yeah. And they, they tell you uh, you have to go by the guidelines. The guidelines are tricky. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's interesting you say that because I have done video reviews and 
full disclosure, I will do them for AMZ Insider students. Somebody's like, hey, if you want, and I say that, if you want to tell me what your product is, I will purchase it and I will write you a review and I'll add a video. Well, I learned even on my review videos, they were too nice and Mm. they would get denied. So I had to make the videos less styled as if it was like a infomercial for them. You're absolutely right. Yeah, if, if you've if you've got this like we did that with um, a Foldio uh, studio light box, and I spent a ton of time, you know. Oh, and we had three cameras, and you know we had one on the. Sh- it took forever. Kelsey, you know, did the editing on it. It looked fantastic. Too long, too it, like. It also depends on um, your conversion rate. So how much time do you spend on these videos? My videos are around 45 seconds. Okay. If somebody watches 15 seconds or 30 seconds of it, that's not bad. They're watching it, percentage that they've watched. Right. If you do a 15-minute really in-depth video and they watch two minutes of it, it's not going to look very good. Right. Correct. Yes. And that brings up whole other load, like algorithms for, <laughs> yeah. for why people do seven-second oh. videos that just replay. My videos, by the way, uh, if we're doing a shoppable video, so we do different types of videos, but my shoppables, I have a black background, orange lights. Oh. My beard is here. Nobody's ever seen my face. I just take the point to it and said, oh, you know, and I do 45 seconds of just pointing with my fingers and... Oh, press this button here, put the cup in here, slam this down, press that button, and all you see is my fingers, and that's it. My beard and my fingers. Everybody listening, you can make these videos so easy. You don't even have to get dressed. You just put the product in front of you. Try to get dressed. Well, okay, yeah, you have clothes on, (laughs) but you could be in your daytime pajamas and just keep your hands in it in the product. That's so smart. Yeah, and when you do Amazon Live, it's a lot tougher because uh, it's. I found it to be tough. I have like there's some influencers out there that are fantastic and they have huge Instagram followers, and they have followers, some significant followers on Amazon. For me, I got into the insider side. That's the second tier, and we're trying to get to the become that A lister. And I hope this year I'll be able to do that. Oh, I see. But um, with that. It's tough. Like the last one I did was my record. I had uh, I had over thirty seven hundred likes. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I I couldn't believe it. I, I was I get off and I was telling Kelsey, you won't believe this. The week before, the one video we had, uh, I think it was seventeen hundred likes. That was our highest. But it takes time and it takes time. So um, I had one of the. You, you know, um, Lexi from the cruise we were on? Yes, yeah. She was on, and 209 comments. Now, when I'm on, I get very little comments. Who wants to talk to an old guy with a beard? So you put her on your Amazon I Live. Did. And it's live. It's live. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's actually, everybody listening, um, Lexi is beautiful, but it's also, she does um, design and unboxing. Oh, she, so she's, she's great. bubbly. And yes. so we had a segment called Stump the Old Guy. And so she showed me products, and I had to guess what they were. Who was the old guy? Well, you know. (laughs) So speaking of Amazon Live, explain what it is for the listeners. Okay. 
so you can go live. You can uh, download Amazon Creator or Amazon Live, and you the press app. The app. Okay. Yeah. And you press a button, and you just it's this simple. Press the app, go live, and talk about your product. Don't overcomplicate it. If if you're worried about going live, look at I am the most extreme introvert there is. What? No way. Absolutely. What now, if nobody's watching? Then you talk to yourself. You know, with our first podcast, we start like we started talking. And I said, Kelsey, you know, we're going to be talking to ourselves, and we we ended up with nine people. So, woo, okay, I got nine people yeah. live. But um, you you just do what it takes. That first one on Amazon Live I did, I had nobody, and I'm just talking. But it stays in you know in an, in a repository, and somebody's going to look at it one day. Um, it's content. Yes, and it lives there. It stays there. Yeah. yeah. So like your associates program, all the products that we had on the uh, on the Amazon Live, we put into a wish list. So people could see it. And I have my wish list, yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So so you put it into your Amazon Associates wish list. Yep. But you're it's other people's products and it's, your own. Yeah. Now the other part to this this is a whole we could talk forever on this so i am a domain broker i've been doing it for years and i have a lot of e-commerce domains so let's say it's bully sticks i could put my bully stick brand up or well you're not allowed to talk about your own unless it's just your own life i'm just don't i don't want to confuse people but you can be an influencer and talk about product and that you don't you can't talk about your own product. They won't allow that. But if you're going Amazon Live and you're your own product, that's the app. Okay, let's talk about my product. Okay. That's different. Okay? That's live. That's not being an influencer. That's not the influencer. Yeah. Um let's layer in Amazon Inspire. This is interesting. I am in Canada. So, so you don't have it. We just got it. Oh, congratulations, Canada! Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, we and we have indoor plumbing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they pay you in beautiful mountains. Yeah, there, there we go. You don't need Inspire. Um, okay, so now you're going to get on Inspire. Now I'm going to check it out. And there's another program that Kelsey and I were looking at, and uh, I forget what it's called, but it was something else, an extension. It's an extension to the influencer program. If you open up your phone and you go to your profile, you'll see an easy way to go and access your influencer information. Yes, did I you did see that? see that. Yeah, and they sent out a nice email. So I, that's one thing I love about Amazon, being a seller and the influencer world, and even I sell a print-on-demand book on Amazon. They are constantly improving the programs for they the are. users. Yeah, yeah, and... It, I like that they're starting to, up, to upgrade, you know, and update people. It, it it was horrible for years, like just trying to get updates from them, and you'd be suspended because you didn't get an update. So it's nice that they're trying to. They're not perfect, but they're doing better. Yes, it is, and they do better for us. And I love all things Amazon. So when I saw Amazon Inspire come out, I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just going to get on this and do it because I do trust Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I should explain just so people don't get 
confused. When you go live for your own brand, you can do that. But if you're hiring an influencer, you can go on to Amazon Live. These are the same people that are going to be on Amazon Live, but you can go and hire an Amazon influencer to go and be live on their channel. And then they're going to go out to a much broader audience and try to sell your product. They'll probably charge you a fee of something. And then you could, if you make the deal with them to allow them to, to allow you to repurpose, you can use that information in your social media as long as you're giving them the credit. Give them the credit. Yeah. Okay. Good clarification. Well, c congrats on doing this challenge to be an influencer. I don't know how you have time, but I think it's really cool to try everything. And I try to do that. I have not tried to be an influencer, but I do do the associates program so that I understand it all. Come on lunch with Norm Deals. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we'll see. But I'm not going to get as many likes as Lexi. That's okay. It's not a competition. <laughs> it's never a competition. So we've been talking about kind of the theme of perception. We talked about perception yeah. with people and partnerships and then perception with your products. And now we're talking about influencers and perception for your product. Let's kind of go into AI and perception going towards Q3 and Q4 with Amazon sellers and just the perception of is AI intimidating or, or what you're you've got your finger on the buzz of AI so I really yeah. want to dig into your brain on this yeah so I've been playing around with it really diving into it deep um, January. I've got people that are exploring it for me, researching it. I've taken a ton of courses. But AI, yeah, it's intimidating. However, you, the best, I was just telling Jamie that uh, I was out with some friends yesterday. We were talking about AI. And they said that AI is like when you give your grandmother the phone. And if you don't know how to open that phone or, or keep Aww. on top of it, it's exactly the same. True. We're going to be that group unless you take and at least understand it. The most, for me, what I learned is that you can't let AI just do it. If you think you're going to put your trust into AI, you're, you're, you, oh, you'll fail. And right now. The way that, uh, like, I get approached, I get emails every day from people, and I have three filters that we've we've targeted so far, and if it has these lines in the email, they're automatically deleted. Delete. Goodbye. Yeah. Don't even look. So I know it's an AI-generated email, and 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 you can make it where these sentences, and you've seen it on, on LinkedIn, right? Oh you, yes. With these automated. Uh, oh, I uh, I want to connect, blah, 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 blah. Constant. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny because you know they're paying for the pro account. And it's like, can you get a VA that's at least a human yeah. like writing this to Just me? write it. Yes. But that's, that's, the, like, that's really important with AI is you do humanize it and you train it properly. Prompts. Prompts are everything. And some of them, like I, I was trying to uh, do this one piece, and it, it would have taken me, let's say, to write an article, right? Okay. Until I properly trained it. It might have taken 
oh, a few hours. All right, the first major prompt I wanted, because I wanted to go back and retrain it for other articles, it took hours to really come up with the perfect prompt. But now that I have it... Right, those are gold when you have the perfect prompt. I, early on when I was using ChatGPT and with MidJourney, I put in, let's just call it a basic prompt. And if I call something basic, it is like, never do that again. (laughs) And I did not get the result I wanted. And, you know, luckily I am full access with Jamie Davidson being his business partner. And I told him what had happened. And he's like, well, you didn't put the right prompt in. You needed to tell it it was an Amazon selling expert and, you know, train it is what you said. And I I like how you said that because it is training it. You're also training yourself on how to manage and use it. And I still struggle with mid-journey. Maybe I went into it too early. I went in like when those um, chat rooms were just going so, so fast and you're trying to create an image and I couldn't focus. So that is on my list to do is like circle back and learn mid-journey or maybe there'll be something else to do images. But I'd like to get better at images. Yeah, it's going to definitely get easier. It's like back in the day with PCs and you had to, you know, configure everything this won't happen it's going to change so quickly and the amount of things like one of the things that would would drive me crazy and you have to watch it especially if it's a longer task or a longer process it gets on it's it just starts talking about other stuff it goes completely off track so let's say you're writing a ebook okay okay if you're not watching what it's saying and kind of you know sometimes it'll start to do this okay and if you're if this is on the podcast it's shifting over to the left then you got to kind of touch it and bring it back center you got to remember what those prompts are and they're prompts on remembering all these um like all the prompts that you've put in so it used to be oh my gosh i'd go and i'd i'd I add these prompts. I have to re-enter them. Right. That's what I thought. Nope. Nope. Oh. Yeah. You can. You there's prompts out there that that I've learned about where you can get it to self-center. Oh, prompts for the prompts. Yeah. Okay. So writing an ebook, I understand writing a blog post. Totally get that. But when you're writing an ebook and it's giving you, you know, a thousand words, so you're reading it while it's writing it to make sure it's not going off track. Yeah. But um, then you have to interrupt it. No, no. You can, you can. When you're writing an ebook, what you can do is, if there's no API, I like creating APIs, so I can put it in. I can get more out of it. But if you're if you're writing it and it's a longer session, so you can extend it. Let's say you create an outline. Then within that outline, you might have subsections. Then you take the section of the subsection, you put it in. And then it could write it. You read, never publish without reading. You could take sections within the subsection and expand on it. And simple command is at the end, if you want to expand further, just continue. That is great. And that is exactly your point to you have to manage it. Because I wrote a book, and I did not use AI, but I wrote the book in like 2021. Uh, Obviously, artificial intelligence was out then, but it was not even the option in my head to think, hey, I should use AI to help me with my um, you know, infertility book. But what you just said is exactly how I wrote my book. I did 
the chapters. And then I went back and wrote it. And now I completely see what you're talking about with like doing the ebook and you just have to manage it properly. Yeah. And just like you're, when you wrote your book, you probably had character briefs. You've probably had atmosphere, you, um, uh, symbolism, you know, all these different things that you put together when you're writing a book. Well, that prompt has got to refer back to whatever you're reading or it's going to do the old left. Yes. Goes right off track. Very quickly. Well, this has been very insightful. What what else are you excited about for 2023? Well, the see. end of 2023, I guess. I've been I've been putting together a lot of courses. Okay. Now, I'm not a course guy, but in the end of last year, I thought, oh, well, let's check and do something different. So one of the things I was really passionate about is retail. It's People, like if you talk to most Amazon sellers, they think it's dead. And I just, you know, I tell them, no, retail's not dead. It might smell funny, but, you know. <laughs> it does it, smell funny. Yeah, a little bit. But retail is really where it's at. Yes, okay. And if you can get in and you understand how to get to the buyer, uh, what stores, what personalities that you'd like to get into, and how to figure out your cash flow and negotiate, it is... It's incredible what you can do with your brand if you want that type of exposure. And so I've, I've put together something with two other partners. Uh, then Afalabi. You know yes, Afalabi. yes. We've, I met him when we were all on the online sellers cruise. Yeah, so we've put together a sourcing course, a sourcing mastery course. Wonderful. Yeah, there's been a few things. Um, so I'm trying to see, trying to test the limits there. And the other thing is just putting out more content. Like I'm at a stage right now where I've got people. This goes back to what we talked about. I've got really good people running the companies. We have meetings Mondays, Tuesdays, and part of Wednesdays. Staff meetings in the mornings only. That allows me to run and operate and do things that I like to do, like the podcast. Yes. You know? And these are things that I can look at and I can try to build out and partner with people. And yeah, so... That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm pl playing around with a few courses and seeing what's going to happen, putting out a lot more content. Well, I admire your energy and how innovative you are. I think it's, I mean, it's almost magical, but I love talking to you and you're like, well, you know, it is a lot of work. And with partnerships, you work with people you trust and you're also right about the meetings because as entrepreneurs, we kind of let meetings fall off you got to rein it back in and that's where the freedom comes from when you can trust your staff to help you build you're absolutely right and the only way that you can do this is properly trained staff scalability and automation those are the keys if you can do that and you can have first thing we look for when we're trying to build a company is somebody who we can train to train everybody and that's to build the SOPs to train the SOPs making sure that these meetings happen on a regular basis because like you just said meetings tend to fall off yeah it can't happen communication is the key it is communication is the key and i just want to say a huge thank you for coming on the fearless sellers podcast today i want to wish you the best of luck with your uh social media influencer <laughs> endeavor i really hope you hit your goals so Anybody listening, how can they help you with your influencer goal with Instagram, TikTok? 
Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you're interested in this, um, we have it all set up. And I can't, Kelsey's in the other room. But um, uh, if you send me, or if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just uh, Norm Farrar or LWN Deals. If you type LWN Deals in anywhere, you'll see social media. But um, yeah, if you're interested in it, tune in. We go live every Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Saturday, and or Sunday, uh, usually around 2 o'clock. I love the consistency. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be consistent. It. You're killing it, Norm. The beard guy, the Amazon beard guy, is that what it is? I kind of, it's more like omni-channel beard guy now. Omni-channel beard guy, <laughs> omni-channel beard guy. Um, for those of you not watching us on YouTube and you're listening in your car or on your favorite podcast app, you've got to check out Norm. He is an absolute magical person. And I hope to have you back on the podcast again soon. Until next time, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless.